Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today we are heading to the town of Sox Center, Minnesota, and we are talking to someone there who is just this wonderful, sparkly gem of a human in this world. We are talking with Sunshine Shaney. She is a photographer. Well, she's way more than a photographer, but I initially met her as a photographer at BU Boudoir Photography, which is the business that she ran there. I did pictures with her and it was just some of the most fun that I have ever had. She has this beautiful, creative mind and she has this way of empowering women that just is next level. Now we're going to be talking to her today about her journey as an author and as a coach, but she is still doing photography. And I just want to mention that she's doing some really cool travel photography, doing some stuff on location, some monthly, some bi-monthly events where ladies can book a special theme of the month and have their pictures taken. And she does just incredible work. And just a heads up, I heard that she's got like a Lisa Frank styled event happening, which Oh my gosh, if you're a 90s girl, you got to get in on this. So if you want to in on the photography side of stuff, be sure to follow the BU Boudoir page on Facebook. And I'm going to have links for everything down in the show notes below. But we're going to be talking with Sunshine about her journey as an author and her journey as an empowerment coach, trying to help women and trying to help the mental health crisis that's happening in this country. Like I said, she's just got this beautiful, brilliant mind and this desire to help people make the world a better place. And I am just always so enlightened after talking with her, so I hope that you feel the same. So please enjoy your time hanging out with Sunshine, learning all about what she's got cooking lately. I'll have you start with your name, where you're from, and what you do. My name is Sunshine Chaney. I am from Sox Center, Minnesota, and I am an empowerment coach for personal and business for women and an aspiring author in the making. I like how you say aspiring, even though you already have three books published. I'm looking at your author page right now. <laughs> I actually have nine or 10. Oh my gosh. You might have to just scroll down a little bit. I, I can't remember how many there are. I think there's nine. Oh my goodness, girl. You are. So for all the listeners, I met Sunshine. Oh gosh, it's been a few years now when you were running a photography studio in Sock Center. Some of my most fun times I've had in front of a camera have been with you. You are just a wonderful person and a wonderful mind. Sunshine is a person who's always got something going on. And I love what you got going on right now. So tell me about all these books that you're writing. So the books that I currently have published, the reason why I say aspiring is because they are more, um, they're not reading books. They're journals, goal planners, gratitude journals, notebooks. Some of them are just blank notebooks that I've designed with covers that are either going to be motivational or I have a few funny ones on there. And then the others are, um, we'll, they'll have writing, they have writing prompts in them. So like my gratitude journals have a little motivational quote on each page and then writing prompts for the day to help you kind of, you know, get into the practice of gratitude. And the same thing with the goal planner. There's basically, it's a system to help you. It's set up for you to just fill in, to help you reach your goals throughout the course of a year and get some clarity on, you know, a plan. What are your goals? Get definition, that type of stuff. So none of them are reading books as of yet. So I am aspiring to that point. Okay. What inspired you to get to the point of writing these journals and creating those? Well, I've, I've always been a writer. I have always 
I mean, it's just something I've always done. When I was younger, I won a few um, awards for some poems and stuff like that. Like, I can write a poem in about 10 seconds on just about anything. It's really kind of weird. And I I guess it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. And I've had a lot of people tell me that throughout my life that I should write a book about my life because it is rather interesting. And so I guess this year I went through and I'm still going through a kind of a transitional phase um, where my life has changed significantly. And a few things led to where I'm at now. So Taking in the fact that I love to write, I've always had people telling me, you know, that I should write about my life. And my photography business, as you know, was all about female empowerment. Um, And earlier this year, I started thinking that I have more to offer than just the type of confidence and empowerment that I can show women with my camera. I have, I feel like I have a very important message. I feel like I have a lot of insight and experience and things that other women can relate to. And really my goal is to, once I kind of am out there a little more, my goal is to help other women get through some of the things that I struggle with, but in a quicker and easier way, not having (laughs) to struggle in the way that I did. Um, And just to let women know, and especially a lot of it is focused on motherhood. Not all, but a lot of it is. And especially, I just want women to know that, you know, they're not alone. So I guess at at the point where I was like kind of in a, in a do or die situation. I mean, it was really, you know, do I want to keep on pursuing this photography or do I want to try to do more? Do I want to try to help women in more ways than just showing them that they're beautiful, you know, physically? And throughout my photography, there were lots and lots of clients that my coaching and counseling came into play. Lots. I mean, a lot of women that come in, you know, are struggling with self-esteem because of, say, an abusive relationship or they've been through traumatic experiences. So it always came into play. And and I guess I just got to the point this this spring where I just said, you know, make a decision, you know. And so um, I just thought I'm going to go for it. And so I did. And as far as these journals and stuff go, that's just kind of my way of, number one, trying to build a little bit of an audience so that when I do put my message out there, Hopefully I can get it to the right people. And number two, I'm designing a lot of those books are tools that I wish I had along the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're creating what you wanted when you were going through the tough times in your life, which I think is exactly what we need to do as humans is look back and help the people coming up behind us the best we can. Yeah. And a lot of it is has to do with, you know, like I said, I'm designing things that I'm very much a pen and paper person. And so I'm designing things. These books are things that I wish, you know, kind of along the way I had had, or I made some simple little form of it, you know, throughout all my, um, all of my journeys. I've, you know, I have a gratitude journal myself and I kind of made myself a little one that I would write in every day with prompts. And, and so eventually I just kind of thought, well, you know, there might be some others out there that like this stuff too. Yeah. So if it's I helping you, it's going to help someone else too. Mm-hmm. And you do have such a gift for making people feel like they're on top of the world. I mean, I every time I left your photography studio, I was grinning ear to ear and just riding this natural high that lasted for like months afterwards. Because uh, you do just have this incredible way of connecting with people, especially women, and just hyping them up. Like everyone needs a good hype girl in their life. And you are so good at that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That makes me so happy to hear. I My overall goal 
and it has been for a long time in 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 all of my careers and all of my journeys that's been the underlying goal is is to help women i feel like you know we sometimes get the raw end of the deal i feel like we've been raised with some extremely limiting beliefs that you know aren't true and i just think that overall women need to know that they're not alone and i i know there are a lot of women out there that sit there and think about different things you know staying in an abusive relationship because we're taught that you don't get divorced or struggling with things as a parent and not really speaking about it because you know you're a mom and you're supposed to just do whatever you're supposed to do and it's all kinds of things and and so yeah i mean that's and and i'm hope to help hope to expand to teen girls so that maybe you know i can help them before they get into some of these situations i did actually go to college for community counseling and um earlier this year I think it was. I forget what year it is. <laughs> um, I got my NLP certification, so that's neuro linguistic programming. So yeah, like I said, it's just kind of that's that's what I want. What you just said, that's my goal is to you know just help people feel better and realize that they have it within them to live their best life. And I mean, I'm living proof that you can do pretty much anything you set your mind to. You're a go getter for sure. We all have that one piece of clothing in our closet where when you put it on, you feel like a rock star, you feel like a million bucks, and when you wear it out and about in public, strangers always come up to you and say, oh my gosh, I love that, where did you get it? For me, that piece of clothing came from Sweet Bay Boutique in Piers. That piece of clothing is a denim jacket that is covered, like front, sleeves, sides, back, everything, in pinstripe rhinestones. When I wear it, I feel like a walking disco ball, and I love it. It's all I've ever wanted to be. I've been wearing it everywhere lately, and every single time I put it on and I leave the house in it, someone always asks me, where'd you get that? I need that in my closet. And I say, Sweet Bay Boutique and Piers, you've got to go get one for yourself because it is incredible. And while you're there, check out all the other incredible clothes. I'm a huge fan of Sweet Bay Boutique. I have multiple pieces from them now. And everything just makes me feel incredible. Like I put their clothes on and I just feel like I am the version of myself that I'm meant to be. Whether you're looking for something sparkly and flashy like a rhinestone covered jacket, or you're looking for a dress to wear to a wedding, a blazer to wear to work, athleisure wear. They got it all and it's all at a reasonable price and it's all locally owned and operated. You got to check out Sweet Bay Boutique for all of your holiday shopping this year. You can shop them online, shopsweetbayboutique.com or you can find Sweet Bay Boutique on Facebook. Just type in Sweet Bay Boutique or at Sweet Bay Boutique LLC on Instagram. I also have all the details linked in the show notes below. Check out Sweet Bay Boutique for that next statement piece that you're looking for or your everyday wear. So what does this kind of coaching business look like? What's it going to take the form of? Is it more of a online, in-person? What's it going to kind of be? Um, I think that it will mostly be online. I have recently been debating opening up a little clinic, quote unquote, here. Um, Obviously, we're in a very small town, but mental health resources across the country are scarce. Mental health is just not taken seriously. In this country, there's still a a huge stigma around it. But just as an example, like my daughter's insurance, for instance, pays nothing to mental health. 
And it is my belief that if mental health is addressed, that affects everything else. I mean, directly affects everything else, including physical health. So I've been contemplating opening some sort of a little clinic where for either teens or um, people can just come in if they're, you know, sometimes you need the in-person stuff. And um, I'm hoping to make it something affordable because again, that's, that's an issue for a lot of people. The resources are hard to come by and then they cost a lot. And so I just feel like I'm, I'm thinking and envisioning in my head kind of a lounge area with like a back office. So where let's just say that a group of teen girls is they're they're having some drama amongst themselves and and they want an adult a confidential adult to kind of talk things through so they can come and hang out you know get comfy have a snack to chat with each other and then i'm there kind of as a moderator to help them get through some of these issues and uh, but it keeps kids out of trouble i'm thinking it might you know help keep gives kids something to do and then for people who want to just you know something happened right now this second i need help there are no mental health resources in this town at all and even in our surrounding towns i'm not sure about yours well yours is actually yours does have one but it's definitely not a walk-in type thing right in rural america it is next mm-hmm. to impossible if you're in some sort of mental health crisis like you're at least a good hour's drive if not more from your mm-hmm. most available resource yeah so that is definitely something that i've been tossing around in my brain because even if I'm sitting up there, you know, staffing it, when no one's there, I can still work on my other things. You know, there's still an opportunity to pursue the rest of it. But, and otherwise, you know, coaching clients can set up, they can choose if they're local and they want to do it in person, by all means, I'm willing to do it in person. Most people just do it over, you know, Zoom or whatever from the comfort of their own home. But obviously that's, not something everybody wants to do. Right. But yeah, I, I would like to potentially pursue a walk-in type clinic slash lounge where, you know, if people need help right this second and they need somewhere to go while they're calming down and straightening out their minds. Because, you know, like I said, it's not always easy to, especially in the winter here, you know, you're at home and you something, something happens and you need to get away for a little bit. Where do, where do you have to go? It's freezing cold outside, you know. So I, I hope maybe someday that's, maybe someday that'll be on the, the docket. That's a beautiful idea. And it's so desperately needed literally everywhere. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, my, I hope to, you know, put a dent in the mental health crisis in this country. And eventually, you know, at this point, I've kind of been putting my feelers out for some business partners and um, other people who are uh, like-minded that potentially might be able to kind of open up a chapter in their own town. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. If anyone can make this happen, it's you. Because you are, like I said, a go-getter, a driven person, and it's for the best cause. I mean, once a domino falls with helping solve this mental health crisis, it's just going to create this ripple effect of more positive change. We just need someone yeah. to push that first domino. Yeah, yeah, we do. And it's, you know, it's sometimes obviously you think in your head, and this is an example of a limiting belief, you know, what, what, how could I possibly change it? But, you know, I told my sister the other day, I said, man, I'm determined and I might die trying, but I tell you what, I won't quit. That's what I will not do. So I love you for it. 
So uh, along with your coaching, you said you're working on more books. What kind of do you have in the pipeline for the other books that you're writing? So my books and my coaching business both are under a pen name, Violet Blaze. The one that I'm the furthest on and probably will release first, it has a funny title. I don't know if I should share it. I'm just going to share it because I, if I'm going to go with this title, I'm going to need to get over the, the hate. And I've heard that you're not a real business until you have your first hater. So we're just <laughs> going to go for it. So it's, do you know that old, I, I know you know the song, Abby, that old country song, did I shave my legs for this? Oh, yep. Okay. So you remember that, you know, she goes out on a date and it just turns out to be not what she expected at all. And that's the, that's the basis behind it is she shaved her legs for no reason, you know? So the potential title at this point is, did I wreck my vagina for this? <laughs> okay. Now, again, I, I put this out there in quite a few um, female entrepreneur groups and I have gotten, obviously, people who have said it's vulgar and whatever else. I guess I don't really consider the word vagina vulgar. But it's a medical term. I know. And then I've gotten some other backlash about how it sounds. But if you read the book, and which I responded, if you took, took time to read the book, you realize it's it's a joke. It's a play on that song. But it is actually about narcissistic narcissism and abuse coming from kids to mothers and how to deal with it. And um, I'll tell you, Abby, when I was researching prior to prior to writing, I was researching this topic and I can find hundreds of books about narcissistic mothers, narcissistic, toxic mothers. It's everywhere these days. Not one. I could not find one on any platform that is for mothers to deal with their children abusing them. That is it's, so it's, interesting. It is. I could not believe it. I searched for weeks everywhere. I typed in every keyword I could possibly think of. Not one book. Wow. And I thought, how sad is it that that's, that's the mentality as mothers is that we just deal with it. We're just supposed to deal with it. And, and I don't believe that. I, I don't. I believe that you are allowed as a mother to draw a line. And so my book talks about my experience. And right now I'm actually, if there's any listeners out there that are interested in reading the intro i am actually kind of putting that out there a little bit for people to give feedback on before i before i publish and i put it out there a lot already i've gotten again besides the word vulgar once i've gotten very good feedback on it but it is about my own experiences with some good treatment uh, from one of my adult children and how i've moved past it how i've learned to set boundaries and how i've learned to be okay with it and not feel guilty well, and how brave is kind of the word I'm looking for, but just like, I, I'm just so proud of you for being that person, realizing there is a huge gap in the market and what people are talking about and you going in and saying, I will put yeah. myself out there. I'll be the one to make this change because obviously I'm not the only one going through it and I want to help people. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's the thing is that I know there are, I know there are, I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of mothers out there that identify with this type of stuff, you know, as what is our role really as a mother? Where do we draw the line? How much do we have to put up with? Is it selfish to take care of ourselves? Because that's what we think, you know, that's what we're raised to believe. And, and so, I mean, I've done a lot of research in the area of the topic and also, you know, what's out there. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not even talking books. Like I went through, I can't even tell you how much online looking and looking and looking for tips and help 
and guidance on this subject of what do you do when the toxic person is your child? Yeah. And there's nothing. I, I couldn't find anything. And that just tells you how little this subject is talked about. It's, it's like taboo. And it is scary. I'm not going to lie. It's, not, it's, it's scary. But again, I feel it is just so important for other mothers out there to, to hear that it's okay to, to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. I you mean, know? they're human too. They need to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And moms, a lot of times don't, you know, we always end up feeling guilty about it, but, but that is my main one. Again, I'm not hundred percent sure I'm going to stick with the title. I'm about 95% sure though, because I'll tell you what, even if you think it's vulgar, not you directly, it grabs <laughs> your attention. And that is the point. That's the point of the title. And the intro, it starts out explaining it that, you know, one day I was getting called a lot of awful names and yelled at and threatened by my daughter and just in defeat, I sat down and that song popped into my head and I kind of laughed and said, did I wreck my vagina for this? You know? So, I mean, it explains that it's, you know, it's a joke. It's not really, I don't know. It's not really meant to be mean, but, um, but I think I do like the title. Actually, I, I am pretty, pretty happy with it. So we'll probably stick. And then I have a couple others that I've started on as well. I was severely abused as a child and in and out a lot of foster homes. I will write about that at some point. And I also have been, I have a title on another one. It's called Unprotected. And that is addressing the ability for abusers to continue to re-victimize you through the legal system. And the system that's set up to protect you doesn't always protect you. So those are the three that I have going right now. Three solid topics that need more exposure in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Again, things that are, um, I mean, the childhood abuse is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot out there, but my book is going to focus a little more on the abuse in the foster care system than at home and, and, and more so just on the overcoming of not so much on the actual story, but, um, I have seven brothers and sisters back when my, my dad went to jail this is a long time ago in Minnesota, but because of the size of my family and the fact that he was wanted in eight states, it was like at the time the biggest child abuse case in in Minnesota. Wow! In, in the history of Minnesota, so you know, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of more of an interesting story, but again, more so how I overcame and how I <laughs> this you know dirty foster kid um, who nobody wanted and. I mean, just was never going to be anything. I was told every day I would never be anything. Built a million-dollar business by myself from the ground up in less than four years in this tiny little town. So, again, a lot of it just plays to you really can overcome and do anything you say you're meant to. Yeah, you and can I'm be cool. bigger than your circumstances. That's right. Yeah, and your past does not define you. And that's, I think, important for people to understand that as an adult – Regardless of what happened to you, I mean, you're choosing to let it control you or not. You're now making your own choices, you know? Absolutely beautiful. I I love every time I get to talk to you because I learn something new. I'm educated about the world and I have a new perspective every single time we wrap a talk or a phone call. Like, you are just a gem. Oh, thank you. 
And I really, truly, I'm always like, every time I see you pop up on Facebook, I'm like, oh, what is she doing now? I want, I want in. I want to know. <laughs> oh, probably cooking or taking a picture of the sunrise, you know. Yeah, that's another Google. thing. All the podcast listeners, every meal you make looks like it was made on Food Network. <laughs> That's so funny to me because I always, when people say it to me, I always tell them like, do you want to know how I cook, Abby? Like it's um, throw whatever in the pot and hope it turns out. That's how I cook. It's nothing elaborate and everybody always thinks it is and it's not. But my daughters even say all the time, they're like, how do you do that? How do you just like throw stuff in there and then it turns out good? I think you're magic. I think I've just been doing it for so long <laughs> that I just kind of know things that taste good together and also as you can probably tell i am very much up for trying new things in all areas of life i want to experience everything this life has to experience so if i cook the same meal twice in a year i think i cooked it too much oh my it's gosh really bad. yeah i say that to my kids like oh we just had that and they're like yeah last year you know <laughs> time doesn't exist <laughs> Yeah, I always got to be doing something new. So and I love to create. Obviously, you know, with my photography, how much I can get into the zone and, you know, let's try this and let's try this. And and so that's that's a big thing for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a creative spirit that's driven to making the world a better place. And I commend you for it. Thank you. The world needs more of you. That's for sure. Thank you. I don't know if the world could handle more than one of me, but... <laughs> Oh, so as we kind of wrap this up, I promised you a half an hour. We're going to go just a little bit over. But um, where can people find your books? Where can they follow your journey? Where, they can, where can they follow your coaching? Um, so I have a Facebook page. I'm not a lot on the internet yet for my coaching. It's mostly been word of mouth, but I do try to, um, I am trying to kind of get into there a little bit more. But I have a Facebook page, Violet Blaze. I think there might be more than one um, after the backslash the, the it's violet blaze but the o is a zero if that helps people find me i have also an author's page on amazon and then i do have an instagram and i am running um i run a monthly challenge every month and so it's free to join um it's all about you know mental well-being personal growth that type of stuff this month i have because it's thanksgiving month I have a gratitude challenge. And so on my Facebook page, if anybody's interested next next month, and this is the one I really want to try to get people into, I'm doing the Kindness Cascade Project. And so what that is, is everybody that signs up for the project is getting a, a Christmas gift from me, a surprise gift, because that's always fun. And in return, their commitment is to gift five others once they post on their social media, five other people, and it does not have to cost money. It could be handmade. It could be helping them with something around their house. I don't care what it is. It's kind of a paid forward type of thing. But that's one thing that I really want to try to promote right now is getting I want to try to get at least 100 participants to really spread some kindness this year, because I know this year has been really hard for a lot of people. So. Um, so yeah, I have a monthly challenge starting in January. It's going to be a manifesting and goal setting challenge. Every month I have a different one for people to join and and you know, try to try to help them along a little bit every day. That's beautiful. I will have everything linked in the show notes for this episode as well. So it's easy access. If you want to scroll down, if you're interested in the books, if you're interested in getting in on those monthly challenges, we'll have it all right there. Awesome. Thank you. You are just the best. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast. A big thank you to our sponsor, Sweet Bay Boutique in Piers. Be sure you check them out for all of your shopping needs, especially this holiday season. Again, I got links below for everything we talked about today, a link below for Sweet Bay Boutique. It's all waiting for you in the show notes. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can always follow me on Instagram at the Small Town Tourist. Same thing on Facebook, and you can always check out the blog as well, thesmalltowntourist.com. 